We talk about a player and a player that only two or three SEC teams even have. How that player is going to influence everything. This is the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. Hope everybody is having a fantastic Friday. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Also, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first. Listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thank you very much for that. Also, Michael Trigg. Let's talk Michael Trigg today because he's the wild card. When Michael Trigg is at his best, athleticism, everything, size-speed ratios, catch radius, the whole nine yards, there's probably two or three teams in the SEC that even have players comparable to him. But in year one, he got injured. It didn't really hurt. The middle of the field was kind of a problem, and it was kind of an on-again, off-again relationship. Ole Miss ended up recruiting a Caden Priestcorn to play tight end, to increase depth at that position, and to make it one that one that can be counted on. Well, Michael Trigg, if he comes on with Priestcorn, there's several options at Ole Miss's disposal, especially if the light comes on for young Trigg, which it could always happen. Matt Corral started a fight in 2018. In 2019, he almost transferred to another school. It takes a little bit of time for the light to cut on. We all remembered what Matt Corral became. Michael Trigg can follow that same path. He has all the talent in the world. He is a fantastic tight end. His potential is completely off the charts. So much so, I think 12 personnel, real similar to what Todd Monken did with the Georgia Bulldogs, is absolutely a possibility. People are saying, right, Steve, why do you think that? Because Michael Trigg, as a slot receiver, and the lack of a slot receiver that Ole Miss had last year, provides an interesting kind of juxtaposition. You put in a Caden Priestcorn to do the tight indie things. You put Michael Trigg in at slot receiver and let him do over the middle and get to be a pass catcher, a little bit of blocking on the outside, but nothing that he can't be expected to do. And all of a sudden, you have a 12-personnel offense that Ole Miss is running that looks exactly how it used to look and can be extremely dangerous because of the mismatches it will cause. I mean, honestly, I think of this as like, is this brilliant? Well, yeah, possibly. But it all depends on him to get his head screwed on straight, the light to come on, and him to come out and ball. Because last spring, he was a playmaker. That's a guy that came out with a ton of stuff to prove. He was just doing it. He was just doing his thing. And then the summer happened, it kind of slipped down. Fall came down, it slipped down a little bit more. And after the Vanderbilt game, when he got injured, it slipped all the way down to rock bottom. And it culminated potentially with... Michael um, Trigg being suspended during the Arkansas game because of an altercation. I mean, it was a slippery slope down all the way. But that doesn't change his ability. That doesn't change his talent. And now, because of who got recruited, 
you have a chance to move him out to a slot position where Jordan Watkins plays. That can be the rotation. Michael Trigg and Jordan Watkins, or Michael Trigg and Caden Lee, or Michael Trigg and J.J. Henry. That can be the rotation. Because tight end, you're doing that a different way. Michael Trigg can still line up at tight end. He can still put his hand in the dirt if he needs to. But you do not have to do that. And this is a situation that could make, this 12 personnel look could make the offense deadly, especially with Quinshawn in the game. Because you have, supposedly, blockers for seven players on the line. If you have a tight end and another slot receiver, you can do use motion and whatever you need to do to bring him in and get it blocked and help Quinshawn out. People crashing in off the edge like they were at the end of last season, not really going to be a um, problem this year. This 12 personnel can solve a lot of Ole Miss's offensive run game problems and help them in the middle of the field in the pass game as well. So I look for Ole Miss to run a lot of 12 personnel in 2023. I look for Michael Trigg to be more of a flex tight end, more like an Evan Ingram when he was at Ole Miss, than actually inside the box tight end. Caden Prescorn is going to take that um, into stride. So we'll see exactly what happens there. I'm looking forward to it. I think Michael Trigg can be the difference between 10 wins and 7 wins. It all depends on how he is and how we use him. And people are going to say, how are you going to get 10 wins with this schedule? Because the offense is going to be really, really good. That's why. The defense is going to be good enough, but the offense is going to be really, really good. And the difference between good, great, and elite likely depends on how Michael Trigg performs in year two in the Ole Miss system. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that and what could happen with Michael Trigg at Ole Miss in year two, seriously. Now, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, not $100,000, $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. If you're in Mississippi, we realize you have to use a retailer go to a casino and use their sports book. But if you're in Tennessee, if you're in Louisiana, this is an option for you. If you go to Memphis, you can open up the FanDuel Sportsbook. It is super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger chance for a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, thanks again for making Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast. It's Locked On College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, and coaches and players. And with what's going on with Ole Miss right now, they might be a topic as well. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. 
So we talk about the slot position. We talk about Michael Trigg being the wild card. Now let's talk about the actual slot receivers. And we're going to go with Jordan Watkins, who was the starter at the end of last season, and Dayton Wade, who I suspect could move inside for a slot receiver role as well. Haven't heard anything about it. That's all basically just based off of what I would do. So Jordan Watkins against Vanderbilt. That was kind of his 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 ascendancy into stardom, you could say, for a starting slot receiver. Had a 76-yard TV, over 100 yards receiving, I believe, in that game. But I think Jackson Dart threw for 450 yards in that game. It, it, it was kind of a weird situation. Jonathan Mingo set the school record in receiving yards. It, it just kind of is what it is. It was that game that Jonathan Mingo embraced the number one role, took the targets, produced, ended up with like two or three touchdowns in that game. But at the slot receiver, looking at what Ole Miss actually has, you've got a whole bunch of position or position receivers that are outside guys. The Braylon Browns, the Brandon Buckhalters, the Trey Harris's, the Chris Marshalls, those guys are outside wide receivers. And Ole Miss didn't necessarily have an inside receiver last year. Jordan Watkins a lot of times looked like an outside receiver being forced to play inside. So hopefully it becomes a little bit smoother in year two. But kind of it is what it is. If Jordan Watkins can't do it, Dayton Wade, he'll have the opportunity to do that well as well. And Caden Lee, the young freshman out of Georgia, lightning in a bottle receiver. Um, he's doing really well, and they're speaking really highly of him at the moment. Of course, you know, we're dealing with not a ball has been put in the air in spring practice. So we'll have to see how exactly it goes whenever it starts off like nearly three weeks to the day from Wednesday. So under three weeks from right now to the start of spring practice, we'll have a quarterback competition. We'll have a wide receiver competition. There's going to be a pecking order that needs to be figured out over that one-month period, those 15 practices. There needs to be leaders emerge at each position. Quinchon Judkins, he's the dude at running back, okay? Absolutely. Trey Harris is going to compete to be the dude in the wide receiver room. But as far as a slot goes, I kind of put slots and tight ends in the same category because of how they're used in this offense. So Caden Prescorn, Michael Trigg, Caden Lee, J.J. Henry, potentially Dayton Wade, those guys are going to have to compete for the top of the hierarchy. Offensive lineman, Jeremy James, he's probably not going to have a spring, but he's probably going to be the fall guy that really turns it up as well. The young sophomore at this point, offensive tackles need to step up. They need to start getting more vocal. Your left tackle should always be a vocal guy on that offensive line because he's going to be the leader. Everybody looks left when you have a right-handed quarterback. So all of these are issues. You know, Quinshawn provides that role model for Kedra Griscano. You know, a quarterback, Jackson Dart has a chance to put that road map out for Walker Howard. Spencer Sanders for Walker Howard the same way. This is going to infect the rest of the team and how the spring practice goes. We talked about defense for the last couple of days. We're not really going to broach that. But offensively, this team has a chance to be really special. It just does. Really, really special. 
And a lot of that, like I said in the first segment, depends on Michael Trigg. But also a lot depends on if that hierarchy can be established. Can Jackson Dart make enough of a gap that he is insurmountable and fall? Can he make that step? Will he use the middle of the field? Can he get over his linebacker blindness? If he can get over that, he has a chance to be really successful. Don't hold on the ball trying to get a big play every time. You have shot plays for that, designs for that. But whenever you're running an RPO, you can't hold the ball for four seconds. There's not an offensive line in the world that's going to be able to cover that. How do they replace Nick Broker on the offensive line? Preston Cushman might be somebody at guard that could slide in. Um, Victor Kern and Quincy McGee, two guys also. So when you look at the offensive line, you lose one that's going to go to the NFL, but you're going to add several pieces that could make the position group a net plus. Honestly, you can tell by the tone of my voice, I'm unbelievably excited. Unbelievably excited. Also, if anything breaks, this had to be recorded early, so if anything got missed, I apologize for it. Um, but if anything happens, we will be doing a live stream as well. We're planning on doing a live stream. Whenever the new coach is announced, we'll see exactly how that goes. Anyway, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you do not want all that fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're 100% real chocolate. Real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable, unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What do I mean by that? Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. We've told you for years, go to Built Bar, built.com, put in lock code, locked on, 15, and your bars will be sent to your address. Now you can go to Walmart. Now you can go to Sam's Club. That's right. You can head to your nearest Walmart and they'll have a four-bar box for you of, say, cookies and cream and double chocolate or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, you can go in and there's a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. And like I said, for years, we've told you to go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 because Built's been a fantastic partner with Locked On for years. But now there's other opportunities for you to get this delicious product. If you have an itch, if you need something to put in the refrigerator for whenever you get hungry, Built can scratch that itch. So try it out today. You can get them either at Built.com, go to Walmart, or Sam's Club. You'll thank me later. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Almost podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications, upvote, and comment on the video. I'm here with Tim Thomas. We are talking Ole Miss hoops. We are almost at the end of the season. There's one more regular season game, then the SEC tournament, and likely at that point, the basketball season is over. But one thing that I did notice after Kermit left, and we've talked about this all season, about how weightlifting might have been affecting the shooting, and all of a sudden after the decision to let go Kermit happens and they quit lifting weights because no interim coach with two weeks left is going to have their kids lifting. Um, all of a sudden, they're shooting 45% from three and 50% from the floor. I, I, I find that humorous, Tim. 
Yeah, I've been beating that dead horse all year. I'm sorry, but it, it's it's true. I, I know I played. I've talked to other players uh, that that played and at a higher level and teammates and all. And it's it's definitely a fact. It, it, you know, it, when you go weight lift, if you weight lift, you know, if you go out and try to shoot, the shooting touch is not there. There's no way to, you know, physically make the shot like you would have before you start weightlifting because of how muscles work. So it, I think it helped. Uh, we had a, I thought it was a good game. Uh, played well. Of course, Morrell hitting the threes made a great difference and kind of disheartening to me. My man Brakefield, he uh, he took a day off. He uh, mm-hmm. said. Uh, Let's give it to Morrell. He's shooting well, so I'm going to take a day off, and I'm going to be lax the day school, and I'm not going to try hard on defense. It's Kermit's not here. Since defense uh, is not my thing, I'm going to just kind of go through the motions and all. And it, if he had had a decent game, they could have won. I really believe it. A couple other guys, a senior night, I thought, wow, senior night. They'll really get after it, and Akuba and McKinnis and – all these guys going to really show out. You know, Miles Byrne had seven and five. I think Robert Allen seven and five. But my ball is hurt, I think, with a uh, ankle issue versus a boot. But the other guys just didn't show up. Zero, Akuba, zero, McKinnis, zero. Uh, kind of disheartening that uh, they, they didn't step it up. Uh, I don't know if they their feelings were hurt or their butt hurt or what their issues are. But uh, if Morrell had just, just a little bit of help, uh, they could have won that game last night. Yeah, and Texas A&M, that's a good team. That that Texas A&M teams have beaten a lot of teams this season. Yeah, they got great players. You saw the guard there, Wade Taylor, very, very good. Uh, average over 20 points, uh, 90% at the free throw line. Great three-point shooter, 40% free throw roundabout. Uh, great player, and they had the guy inside, Coleman. Uh, their inside guys beat us like 36 points to 14 points, so you know, that can't happen. That this is coming up search of it. That's got to be something that we got to get some guys that can actually have some inside presence, can make some plays, can actually score inside, and can actually guard someone uh, and, and keep them from scoring. A lot of things we got to look at with this uh, new coaching search, and and uh, I hope they hit the portal hard because I just think that's where it is these days. We mentioned about the uh, freshman guys coming in, and I hate it for high school guys, but. Freshman guys coming in, uh, they got the jitters. They're away from home, homesick. Where's mama at? Uh, you know, I understand it. I was one. You were one. We were all. We, there's issues in school and schoolwork and tutors and and making the grade and and practice 24/7. It's a lot to do for a 17, 18 year old kid. But a portal guy, he's already went through that. He's already went. And Kiffin knows this well. He probably hadn't said it out loud exactly, but. He knows those guys have already been. They, he tries to get them with two or three years left, which is a great way to do it. They've already went through the homesickness and, and went through the grade. They know how to study now. They got tutors. So now they get these guys and uh, they can work with them and they're ready to play. They're, they're, they mean business. They're ready to do business. And that's, that, that's what I think we got to do on the basketball side. You know, you mentioned the coaching search and Ole Miss is, you know, the search is underway. And yesterday's show, we. We had a th- tweet from the New York Times that talked about Dusty May and um, Will Wade and Chris Beard as the three names that are certainly out in front. It's kind of weird that the New York Times would know what was going on, but it's so varied from our local media and the national media. And because everybody's like, I guess, spoon feeding different reporters, they're getting their buddies. 
So it's almost at the point where Keith Carter's not talking. Nobody really knows. But the fact that you hear these names, they're probably interested in the job, right? I talked to a few of my team, teammates lately, and they hadn't heard anything either. Like you said, it's really quiet. Keith Carter and, and Lane Kiffin's like that too. Just don't really say anything because they know that nobody can keep their mouth shut. You know, you tell someone a secret, what happens? They go tell somebody else. So, uh, but uh, I've heard a few things. Uh, Will Wade, the NCAA thing is kind of long lasting unless they make it a, a, a statement here pretty soon. It, there's no way to hire him because it's still. We're not sure, you know, that we can hire him because of the cause issue. But uh, then the other thing, people have talked about Chris Beard. Okay, I, myself uh, doing church work and stuff. You got to look at both sides. Uh, marriage, you know, for example, if something happens, you hear there's a problem with a marriage. Uh, you got to look at his side and her side. And I'm not taking Chris Beard's side. I'm just saying you got to look at both sides. Was it all his fault or could it have been some of her fault or was it, you know, it takes two to tango. What, what exactly happened? And I'm not advocating any abuse of any kind of Lord. No, but I'm just saying that's what Keith, he has these hiring firms that he's got hired and that's what they do. They do and they check these things out. They, they uh, check the eyes and they check the T's and that's what they're supposed to do. They get paid big money and Keith, makes good money so i'm gonna let him do that but i i think chris beard uh if you want to look at the splash hire we've talked about he is that guy will wade there's too much going on still down the road that he could be uh i don't, I don't know he could be in trouble and we don't need to go that way i've heard dusty may uh maybe going to Notre dame they really want him really bad so if that's if that's true uh, I don't think we'll be going that way. But it, it's still up in the air. Penny Hardaway, I've heard of a guy, Ron Hunter, that uh, Georgia State, and, of course, all these other guys we've all been hearing. But uh, who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, you, you having that former player pipeline is um, pretty good in this situation, I think. Yeah, but like I said, right now it's really quiet on the home front. It is really quiet. It's not going on, and you you, you have probably heard some stuff. You got enough connections, and all these guys, uh, social media guys in Oxford and the area. Richard Cross, you know, he hears stuff. He has inside information, and I've heard his his take. Uh, I've heard the take on Chris Beard. I've heard the take on Will Wade and some other guys. It's it's really hard to know, and uh, I don't really know for sure. Uh, if and when I do hear something, I'll let you know. But right now, it is really quiet, and maybe that's the way it should be. But it's good for people like us to talk about. Well, you know, the the crazy thing is, it could be really quiet because it's done. Could and be. they're, they're just waiting on all this to play out, and there's not really anybody talking because nobody's talking to anyone because the I's have been dotted and the T's have been crossed. I mean, that's just a possibility. I've heard nothing. But it's, I don't think we can discount that at this point. Yeah, I, I like the way, uh, just to add this about Kermit uh, before we leave his name forever, is that uh, he's done some good things. I understand that he made calls to all the recruits uh, that were coming in. It's too bad to hear that uh, Hubbard and Marshall have uh, re been released from their NLI, but uh, that's to be expected maybe. Uh, a couple of guys are still there, the Gazzo guy, and the Burks guy are still there on the recruiting list. but And when the new guy comes in, that'll be his, my opinion, first job. he got to decide, does he want all these four freshmen or does he want to go all portal? So does he want to let 
we'll want to try to get Josh back. If it make him, don't let him go to Mississippi State, maybe, and get the Marshall uh, Marshall guy. Don't let him go to Arkansas. So that's where I think they might go if they don't go to Miss. But uh, that's got what he's got to decide. Do I want four freshmen? You know, we got uh, six guys graduated senior night. Uh, all those guys will be gone. We got like six or seven back. I figure several of them are going to the portal. I got their names. You may have them too. Um, the guys coming back: Morrell, White, Abram, Caldwell, Breakfield. And the redshirt guy, Cowherd, he didn't get to play at all. So I, I assume he's coming back. And, of course, the guys that's leaving, Ty Fagan, Miles Burns, Robert Allen, Theo Kuba, Javis McKinnis, and Josh Mabala. So uh, we'll see how it all pans out. But when the guy is uh, hired, uh, he'll have to make a decision which way he wants to go with this. Yeah, and I will say this, and I'm not advocating for, I've, I've never advocated for any hire. There's some people that think I'm all about trying to convince people about Chris Beard, but I'm only talking about Chris Beard because that's the name that everybody's talking about. But either if it's Chris Beard or Will Wade, one thing that I think you'll see is Jamin Brakefield is going to come back, and Jamin Brakefield is going to be a real ball player because he fits what both of those guys do. He has all kind of potential. Hmm. The, the announcer talked about it last night. He does some kind of, I don't know if say goofy, but they're really good the way he moves around the goal. I think he should have been the guy that we went to pretty much all year when Morrell didn't come through until last night. Uh, he, he can really go one-on-one, and he makes these unusual moves. He can. They talk about he can use his left hand and right hand so well. And, you know, you think he's going to his left hand, but – uh, he, he goes his right hand. He would go one way and shoot the other way. He's got all kind of potential. I wasn't pleased with what happened last night, but he had a bad game. I was hoping he would step up and really uh, – he missed a few shots that I thought he should have made, but, you know, that's life. But Morrell had a great game. I was I was glad when Case, as I said, he, he, he talked about uh, Kermit really well too, about the character of Kermit, the character of the team. And it, it was good to see. So he's been, he's done a good job and he, he made a state, you know, we're going to go to Missouri and try to win that one. And we're going to the tournament. We're going to win it. That's the idea he's coming with. And that's what you got to have. You can't be saying, Oh, well, we're going to do the best we can the rest of the way out. So he's trying to get a head job somewhere or a job too. So it's all part of that, but I hope we do well. I have feelings that we won't do well against Missouri. It's hard away from home and they're very good also. And then the uh, the first game in the SEC tournament, I'm not sure if we're going to be, you know, the 6 o'clock game on Wednesday is uh, 12 and 13 seed. And we could be one of them. That's where we're going to be. Or the next game at 8 is the 11 and 14 seed. And you don't want to be 14 because you play the, the 11 seed, which is most has a better record. I ain't saying they're a whole lot better. It's probably going to end up being Georgia way it looks. Yeah. Uh, and Jamie Brakefield, before I get out of here, the – the player that he kind of reminds me of around the goal, and I'm not talking about body type or anything like that, but do you remember Raheem Lockhart? Yeah. Just under, underneath the goal, would he have the ability to get off you know, like these weird shots, and he was excellent just with the banking it off the basket, and a 6'7 center in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, you have to be creative whenever you're, you're that height, but I think Brakefield has a little bit to that to his game doing that. Yeah, he, you know, he came over from Duke. Coach K evidently didn't like him, or he didn't like Coach K. I don't know. But he, Kermit has really brought him along. When I first saw him, I went to the a practice a couple of years ago, the first year he came in from Duke, and he was not impressive. Everything he was shooting was clanking off the board. I, 
at the Tui Center, and I'm sitting there, wow, this guy, they really expect a lot of him. And he didn't do too well that first year, and I was I kind of bit not not for him, uh, I guess, like I should have. But he, he came through this year, and like we talked about, he's probably the best overall offensive player that we've had. And your boy, Miles Burns, uh, you know, I hate to see him go. He's got a – he's got a – game here against Missouri, and he had a decent game last night, not like he would have. He had a three. Robert Allen hit a three. In my opinion, they should have took it to Morale and let him shoot, but uh, they should let him shoot more. If you got somebody hot like that, man, you got to go to them. You got to get two people setting screens, whatever you got to do, get it to them. They feel like, that, you know, they, they can sh- shoot it anywhere. So, But uh, it, it is what it is. It happened. It's over. But uh, we got Missouri coming up then in, the, in the first game of the tournament. And uh, be nice to win uh, the first game. I don't see us going much further, but win cases, we might win it all. So. Yeah, seriously. Uh, also, so what's your prediction for this coaching search? How long do you think it'll take? Which which direction do you think they might go? I'm not, I'm not Keith Carter, but if I was and I was doing this job and you know, I, I don't have the vetting process he has and this hiring firm that he has. I love Chris Beard. I know that's not going to be popular, but he he has proven, man. He has proven, and he started at the smaller schools. I know Little Rock, he took him to the, the dance. He took Texas Tech to the final game, final game, not to the dance. He took them all the way to the final game, not to the final four. He made the final game, if I said that. But he is really good. He was at Texas Tech then, and that Texas, he's got them, or he had them, really uh, thought well of they were ranked really high i don't know what happened to him and his fiance and uh, I, I don't know we'll probably never know but uh, if he is vetted and he is uh, proven innocent and things look good and uh, i know you don't know what might happen in the future what's he gonna do or is this something he does a lot how do we know that you know people seeing people err people make mistakes I, I think people deserve a second chance that's just me in a biblical way so I, I would like to see him i just think he's proven he's a splash hire he he, he, he makes it he meets everything he uh, checks the box for everything i'm looking for All right. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you could hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Andy Patton was on the show just the other day, and he is the host of Locked On College Basketball. If you think he's good, you want to hear more from him, tune into that show. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much, Tim. we got a couple more. we got this coaching search going home. We can kind of drill down into it next week, if that's okay, bud. Sounds good. I wish us well. I'm, I'm, I'm an Ole Miss fan. I love football. I love baseball. They had a little struggle last night uh, against Louisiana Tech, but I think they'll come back. they got a great hitting bunch. They got the, I think the pitching will come around, so I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for them too. But uh, let's go to this SC tournament. Maybe we can win one game and – Look up, win another one. I'm all Ole Miss. Hotty toddy, go Rebels. Hotty toddy, Tim. Have a good day, bud. You too.